What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. We're here. We're ready. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. Welcome. 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 Back to the At the Lucky Duck show. Where your hosts, Chase and Miles, talk about things that they like to use in the bathroom. Yep. Pogo stick, telescope, orange peeler, pie dish. All right, all of those make sense except the orange peeler. I'd like to know more about that. Well, uh, back in the day on the ships, you know, the the trading ships uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean, used to sit down. If you got in trouble, you got sent down to the hold a.k.a. the downstairs part of the ship, and you peeled potatoes. The modern version of that is getting in trouble and getting sent to the bathroom to peel oranges. (laughs) Is is an orange peeler a thing? (laughs) I just realized that. Anything can be an orange peeler if you're brave enough. True that. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers to you. Oh, we're fancy today, aren't we? Yes, we are. It is 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. Ooh. But we are drinking espresso martinis Damn. because we're young. Yeah, because we can. And if you can't, maybe you should. Yeah, don't you want to stay up late? Don't you want to get a shot of espresso and stay up a little longer? Um, yes, espresso martini. One of the more popular drinks in the last few years to hit every single menu out there. And if you're a restaurant tour and you don't have this on your menu, you're really, really missing out on that 25 to... 40 age group mostly predominantly women but i'm here for it and miles and chase so (laughs) cheers sippy sippy cheers yeah i feel like i didn't know that they were becoming a thing i when i first had them i don't remember when that was some time ago i thought it was pretty normal thing to have I thought they were just on menus. You just been having these ever since we started. You could start drinking. <laughs> no, not ever since I started drinking. <laughs> but I, I had never thought that people didn't have them before. I was mm. like espresso martini makes sense. You have a coffee after dinner. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just put alcohol put, in it? Put, a little put it in a martini in glass. Yeah. Put some some Kahlua or something in it. Yeah, that's exactly what's in it. You just nailed it. Yeah, and then. Drop in some espresso beans for a garnish. Boom! The trifecta, a little bit of, a little bit of a aromatic, you know, garnish you throw in the top. You just get that nice sip, and you smell the espresso beans that are just placed in that little pattern. Oh my God! So good. So good. So good. And if you want to know exactly how to make it, head to our Instagram where we post all the recipes for the drinks we drink during these episodes. This one, a little more involved because you do need a way to make espresso but you can do it i believe in you you can actually get one of those you know stovetop espresso makers that cost you maybe 10 bucks on amazon you know now you're cooking with gas yeah you're making espressos you're wired maybe you're drinking two or three every morning soon you become a degenerate and add it to your cocktails yeah get on it folks or you can go to espresso.com slash at the lucky duck to not get anything off an espresso maker, but it'll let them know that we're sending people there, and then we might get an affiliate link. Hey, question. Who does own Espresso.com? Oh. Because that 
that seems like a pretty, pretty good, uh, I don't know, domain to have. Unless nobody, somebody's just gatekeeping it, holding it. Is it, is it hitting any kind of server? Did I spell it right? <laughs> if you put an X, I swear to God. Yeah. I did spell it. <laughs> it's going Expresso. nowhere. It's going nowhere. Ooh. Usually it's like, hey, that's, that's it a little leads weird. To like GoDaddy or something. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder. I was gonna say maybe it's like <laughs> Starbucks or somebody. No, when you type espresso.com into Google or a search engine, mm-hmm. the first result is Nespresso.com. Ooh, hey, do this. Go to whois.net and type that in because it'll bring up whoever owns the information of whoever owns that domain name. Fun fact, everybody. If you want to know who owns the domain of which you're looking for you can go to who is.net i don't think it's dot com oh dot com sorry sorry who is shout out to who is you can find out unless they pay for that extra spicy privacy filter in that case you won't be able to you'll just know who it's uh registered under aka the domain ser- name server aka somebody like godaddy or namecheap or any other of those yeah, sites. it's just it's just GoDaddy. Everything else, I think, is hidden. I'm okay, so whoever you are out there in the void who owns Espresso.com, they're just holding it. It's probably like Berkshire Hathaway. They've got a division that's just specifically in the IP department, and they're just holding on to these like Espresso.com, um, Home.com, HomeGoods.com, something like you know all these like Coffee.com, Alcohol.com. All the all the generic names that are worth like thousands of dollars if you go to buy them right now. Like yeah. for instance, like if there are one of those names that are very common and you try to go buy it and it's available, nobody owns it. GoDaddy will charge you what is called a premium premium domain uh, cost, which is basically they have decided that this domain is worth way more than coffee-foods.com something uncommon right yeah like so, espresso dot sucks is a thousand dollars for the first year yeah what the fuck <laughs> espresso dot fun that one's available 1600 after that 3200 wow wow see what a scam folks what a scam all part of that dot com bubble that just is still exists in my humble opinion the what bubble? <laughs> the dot com, dot com bubble. bubble. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one brewing. I don't know. I think there's a dot net bubble, but I don't know. That's what I keep mm. saying. Mm-hmm. So, the Apple Vision Pro came out this week. Oh shit! I think it came yeah. out right. It came out. People have. Someone it. was like, "I pre-ordered it." No, mm-hmm. That was a couple of weeks ago, actually. So people are getting their pre-orders now. Yes. And are they sold? They're not sold out, right? No, you can buy them online. So let's go and buy one. I'm going to buy one right now. Yeah. So you, the, when you go to apple.com, it's like one of the first things they advertise. Obviously, the hot item of the year is these little AR goggles. These have existed. Just for everybody's clear knowledge, they are becoming mainstream because one of the biggest players in tech, a.k.a. Apple, has decided to produce their own hardware for this technology. Um, again, this technology has existed, but is now becoming extremely popular and has entered the official zeitgeist because Apple has uh, done a good job marketing products in the past. Whenever they decide to adopt a new technology into their current hardware um, lineup, it just explodes. So Facebook or Meta 
has been doing this for a while now. In fact, they had their, their I think their MetaQuest 3 model has already done what this is doing, except in a slightly different way. What Apple has done basically is allowed you to see through the glass of your headset and it is projecting graphics um, based on what you're seeing. So if you're looking around the room, you'd be able to see your couch. You can you know pull up a screen anywhere in the room. Quest has done this, but in a more a VR set sense, meaning they will actually project back what the cameras are seeing onto a screen on your headset. You're not actually seeing through the device like Apple has done, which so, is quite revolutionary within this already established technology uh, zeitgeist thing. Yeah, okay. So is that actually true? What? That you can see through the goggles? I don't know. Okay. I th- that's, that's, the, that's the understanding I'm getting. Yeah, that's... Yeah the understanding that I had as well. And then I heard someone say that it's not actually true. It's still projecting. It's still projecting. Yeah. It's so weird. It is weird because it like, why have the glass front? Yeah. It's also not like, it's not all glass on the front. So I watched Jerry rig everything Mm -hmm. on YouTube and he did a breakdown of the vision pro. He said that, from a like a user's perspective, he said it's amazing. Yeah, like he would use it, kind of thing. Yeah, and and uh, but he broke it down, and like the front of it scratches super easily. Like mm. anything, any little thing will scratch it because it's like a laminate over the glass. Oh, and then uh, he said the back, the strap on the back's really nice. Mm-hmm. But he basically broke it down, and I may have misunderstood him, but I'm pretty sure he said that it do- you don't actually see. Th- directly through, through it, it. Yeah. yeah it still projects so he, he pulled all the components out and it was pretty much solid through so i don't know what the i think the point is so that people can see you mm, right interesting so it's kind of like acting like it's just glasses uh-huh. but it's not actually yeah because the way they've marketed it is with like the person you're staring front view of them and you can see their face through the glass so I guess that's right. just to what you just spoke about. Yeah, the being able to at you. being able to not have that awkward interaction where, you know, you're the guy not having the headset on, and then suddenly you're just like completely removed from the people that do have the headset on. Regardless, it's pretty cool technology. I have heard some of the same critiques. Uh, I also heard it's extremely front heavy, meaning the glass uh, front part that goes over your face is kind of heavy and kind of you know. It's hard to, hard not hard, but makes wearing it for a long time uh, not like the best case. Uh, or maybe you get used to it. I don't know. Again, we are critiquing this thing without actually trying it. Yeah, because they didn't send us one. Thanks, <laughs> Apple. Thanks, Apple. Thanks for charging thirty five hundred for the base model. So it actually, thirty five hundred, right? Yeah. So it's th- it's from thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or two hundred ninety one fifty eight a month for twelve months, just throwing it out there. So, so actually, I go to Apple dot com. I click buy. The first thing I have to do is it says let's make Apple Vision Pro personal to you. Yes. I have to click get started. I can't do anything else. I I can scroll down here. There's all these options like which size do you want? Do you want a one terabyte? By the way. Um, I think you start with something less than 256. Mm-hmm. No, it starts at 256. That's the 34. That's the 3500 model. One TB is 3900. Mm-hmm. 
So you're mm-hmm. paying for a $400 upgrade there, which is, I think, the typical uh, storage increase. Why would you need a terabyte for the Vision Pro? I don't know. Maybe you want to have uh, a abundant library of apps and games and other content directly lo- locally on your device. Maybe you want to store photos, movies, other things locally so you don't have to rely on internet connectivity. So question here, because... This is going to piss me off, I feel like. I feel like if you have your phone right here and you have your Vision Pro, I should be able to browse all the photos and everything on my phone in my Vision Pro. Kind of. I feel like that's not the case, and I'm going to have to buy Apple iCloud now. (laughs) Yeah, one of the things I think is this is a completely isolated hardware. So this isn't like um, some of the other uh, VR headsets on the market where they are projecting or connecting to a an auxiliary hardware aka your pc or a mobile device and then um feeding information back and forth but i think it's supposed to be like i know it can be on its own but i think it's supposed to integrate well with all of your devices like you should be able to have the thing on Mm -hmm. be on your computer and then walk away and continue yeah. working on whatever you're doing. Looking exactly. Looking your text messages, whatever. The same way uh, they've had the handoff technology uh, that integrates your phone with your iMac or your MacBook Pro. You can basically do the same thing. Uh, so this is just another extension of that technology. Um, so it's not like it's it's like directly tied to your iPhone. And much like any of the library of uh, hardware with Apple, you just log into your iCloud account and it connects all your devices, puts all your information across all. So it's the same handoff technology, which means if you're working on a note here, Mm -hmm. in order for your Vision Pro to have access to it, it needs to be linked to your iCloud and be saving to your iCloud account. And then when you yeah. walk away from your computer, your Vision Pro is pulling that version. Yeah, essentially, the- unless uh, I think handoff works a little quicker than the iCloud. Okay. Um, so it's a little more instantaneous. Um, you know, likewise, I think maybe they've done a couple extra things uh, to the software to specifically work um, just for the Apple Vision Pro. Um, but a lot of people really like it. Uh, I think uh, Facebook should be excited or Meta should be excited because this is making their vision of the metaverse become even more (laughs) mainstream. Um, So, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I mean, I think it has its own operating system, right? Uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's like the uh, the Vision OS or something like that. Um, And it's got all the native apps that you get when you buy an iPhone or, uh, you know, a a MacBook or whatever. Uh, I'm excited to see and test one out uh, soon to see if that's something I'd be interested in. Um, Although with a hefty price tag of $3,500 starting, uh, it's going to be hard to convince the average consumer (laughs) that this is something they have to have. People Um, say it's worth it, though. People say it's worth it, but people... (laughs) <laughs> who say it's worth it has uh, have already bought it yeah. <laughs> and have probably already pre-ordered it for a long time and have dis- disassociated themselves from that amount of money. Um, but uh, regardless, well, we shall wait and see. And I have been tempted to buy one myself. I mean, I've seen all the videos of people. It looks cool. It looks sick. It's kind of like what I hoped VR would be when I first, when we first uh, 
you know, dipped our toes into it. And in it was the PlayStation VR headset. Uh, that was really cool. I don't have any regrets getting that when I did. Um, you know, I, it's exciting to see the technology continue to be developed and pushed into the future. Um, it's a, <clears throat> a little dystopian seeing all the videos of people like walking in the streets, like just like fucking doing, they're sitting on a bus and doing, doing the little hand gestures and whatnot. Um, that's another thing is I heard that the hand gestures and the operate operating the, the actual OS works really, really well. I like it, the eye tracking, uh, technology in it allows the headset to ultimately know where you're looking, which is incredibly just kind of spooky when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of spooky because you yeah. always thought that that the phone had that capability. Like when you're in an app, say Facebook or something, it can tell like which panel you're looking at yeah. or what your intentions are. I don't know if they've had that technology or if they've actually had it running, but now they, they for sure have it because they're using it. Yeah. And it's clear that they're using it. So th this is one gripe I have right now. So I went to go buy that Vision Pro because I want one right now. And this pops up this, I have to click get started and it's this kind of QR code thing. Mm -hmm. So I, it says, take your phone out and yeah. scan it. And I go to scan and it says <clears throat> the code is not compatible with this version of iOS. Oh, womp womp. Yeah. So it sounds like, and what they're doing is they're going to take a scan of your head to determine the right size fit, uh, headset for you, uh, by using your phone or your iPad's camera. And so you, if you own one of these and you've set one up, and especially in recent years, and you're using Face ID, uh, it's basically the same thing. So you go to the Face ID type of setup. You rotate your head up and rotate it around. It'll get a digital scan of your of your head, and determine what uh, best fit model, whatever you know they need to send you. Um, so you have to have an iOS device to do that. I don't sure. I'm not sure for you Android users who are looking to jump ship and get into the the you know native uh, app family of uh, Apple products. I'm not sure how you would able to do this. Maybe you could go to an Apple store. Uh, maybe there's an app on the Google Play Store or you know a store like that that you're able to download to do this. Not quite sure, but um, they're wanting to make sure it's personalized to fit. Just you, because, you know, for those of you, myself included, who have big heads, not metaphorically, but physically, uh, maybe and metaphorically, but mostly physically, uh, you know, you want it, you, you you can't just buy something off the shelf and expect it to, to fit. I mean, I sp spent so many times trying on hats and so many disappointed put back on the shelf moments for me because it was just way too fucking small. That's the one thing. If I go to your store and I put on a hat and it fits me, I'm buying it. That's how rare. <laughs> that's how rare it is back. to find a hat that's big enough for my head. Uh, what about what about uh, resale? So if it's, is this like customized to your head, or there's like three different straps or something, and you're getting the medium versus I don't the large? Know. That's a good question. The, the second thing that they go through after you do this is they they um, ask you if you need prescription prescription lens adapters, meaning if you wear glasses, sometimes it can be hard to fit a headset on you and wear it comfortably. So they sell you a an additional optional accessory that's basically these uh, lenses that clip into the inside of the headset, um, personalized to your own prescription to make sure that you're not missing out. 
It's $100 extra for readers and $150 extra for prescription, yep. which isn't too bad. No. Because they're made by a, a pretty good optical lens company. Yeah. You can get your own name or any kind of a message engraved onto the side of those lenses. Apple has gone to great lengths to make sure you can personalize all your accessories. Can you actually? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. Yeah. In addition to that, you can, like Miles said, upgrade the storage. They have a couple different sizes, one terabyte, I believe, being the largest, right? Yep. Um, and then you're on your way. You're on your way to becoming that guy that's in public with the headset on. Um, By the way, you can also finance it Ooh. for 12 months. Damn. So if free. you can't afford it and you're looking to extend a line of credit, Apple's got your back. Yep. No interest on the payments. And you can get Apple Care Plus for only another five hundred. It's five hundred dollars? Yeah. Jesus. For two years. I remember I remember when like the iPhone Apple Care was like a hundred and fifty bucks. Honestly, I'm kinda pissed at Apple. Like, okay, it's cool. I like how all their things work together. I feel like there's not really another brand that works this well together for tech with phones and things like that. Uh, maybe, maybe Google cause they have like the pixel and they have the um, Chromebooks and stuff. I don't know, but Apple is, is, is the most seamless. It has problems like anything, but like being able to have your watch, your phone, your computer, the, um, the modem or the, mm. uh, storage the apple tv all those different things being into airplay like it's great but i feel like their product quality has gone down in like the last five years at least Mm. i've had my phone break my laptop break uh and my airpods break Wow! like every almost every apple product i own except like the apple tv oh snap yeah Maybe you've, you've been on a bad, or it could be generally speaking that the quality has gone down. I, so could like, be. and I know it's not just me because this computer, which is a 2015 mm. has not broken. Mm. The battery <laughs> is warped and I, it goes like this <laughs> yeah, and makes noises, but functionally it's amazing. It yeah. still works really well. And every other device after that has broken. Hmm. I feel like this is a very common problem excuse me uh in in tech you know the new stuff just becoming cheaper and cheaper yeah maybe supply lines historic supply lines have uh have changed and have gone to seek uh cheaper alternatives to maintain similar pricing as in the past you know uh there's probably a name for that right um you used to pay a dollar for uh an apple but now that Apple is a uh, dollar fifty, so you go to another guy that can still get you the dollar Apple. But that guy's, you know, apples are kind of shitty because he didn't put a lot of fertilizer on it, and now it tastes like bland. It's a very common thing. People want to give you the same product for the same price, but year over year, we all know inflation exists. Things become more expensive over time. Um, just uh, no way around that. But, but Apple products don't get the same or cheaper like they always <laughs> go up a lot they don't <laughs> you know that's true that's true i think the only thing that might get cheaper is 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 memory which naturally just gets cheaper mm. but i mean it's a it's a lot to upgrade but <clears throat> the 400 hundred dollar upgrade in the past was going from like 16 to 
yeah 256 or something you know you know the one thing i i was hoping that apple would be able to figure out uh with this new headset is that dumb battery pack you still got to carry that that big old brick around <laughs> with you everywhere you go yeah i guess there's no way of getting around juice in that that thing right i don't think so plus it's gonna be warm yeah you don't want that on your head no yeah, you don't want anything that can explode anywhere near your head, I suppose, right? I guess when they finally learn how to utilize, was it fission, like the mm, energy mm-hmm. that they can supposedly create, uh, then it'll fit on your head. Yeah, I saw a one of those one of those uh, Instagram reel videos about Chinese scientists figuring out nuclear batteries and it's the size of like a quarter and they're going to be able to fit these in phones. And I was like, Oh, that sounds great. Let's just put something (laughs) radioactive in our phones. Not that they're not already radioactive to a degree. Right. Um, well that was like, uh, the game fallout I think mm -hmm. is based on if we actually utilized nuclear energy in the U S yeah. Cause like all the cars, if you shoot them in the game, they blow up like a massive explosions. (laughs) So Um, yeah, it's like, Small, clean, yeah. For now, energy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, back back in the Dizay when everybody became afraid of nuclear energy for various reasons, um, we really Hiroshima. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Hiroshima. Uh, yeah, I think we shied away from developing that technology and and having lots of funding to kind of take that into the future. We've kind of stagnated that industry. Is that a word? Stagnated. It's a, uh, it's a, stagnation is a word. Stagnation. Stagnated. Use it, folks. If it's not a word, you can use it and make it a word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for. I think for the first the first version, it looks pretty pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I think people have issues with it scratching. Don't use paper towels. Gotta mm. use a nice cloth. Gotta get use a, a microcloth. Get a protector on that for sure. I think they actually ha- they actually comes with kind of like a sleep mask thing. Yeah. To put over it. I have seen this. But the inside lenses, those scratch as well. So protect Oof. those. Just don't go anywhere with it. Don't even use it. <laughs> yeah. uh, keep it in the box, and then maybe it'll just kind of stay pristine. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought you know, hey, if I don't get this one. I'm definitely getting Gen 2. Oh, yeah. Gen 2 is going to be way better, you got to think, right? I'll have more money by then anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll have saved my dollar a day. So in like 3,500 days, I will be able to get one. What is that, five years, four years? It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of yeah, years. Yeah, it's, it's like... 10 years? Like seven or eight years, <laughs> I'm not getting one. I'm not. I've given up. I did, I did my math and it didn't check out. I think, I feel like you could do, I don't know, probably like $291.58 for the next year, mm. like per month mm. for the next year, and then you could get one next year. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm good at math. But I got to save up for the new iPhone. What am I going to do then? And then, and then soon after that, I got to get the new Apple Watch. So that's the thing. All the... Like, if you are at all interested in this and you have an Android phone, which means you probably don't have a MacBook, because why would you have a MacBook? Mm. Like, Unless you, you a, have to for, like, work or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's yeah. true. Uh, but if, for, like, your own personal computer. Anyway, you're not going to switch just to use this, right? No. Like, 3500 plus you're probably getting more storage. So let's say you're closer to, let's say you're 4000 You probably, you might get in the prescription lenses. Whoa, you're whoa, at 4, whoa, 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 whoa. Stick with the base model. No. 
Because who needs more than 256, you know, if you're mostly just streaming stuff? Well, you know, I could tell you if this little, uh, if this little, how much storage do I need to get? Oh, um, wasn't grayed out. Oh shit. Cause they want you to do the whole test fit thing, which is kind of, it's fucked. Listen, does your Apple TV need 256? I don't use my Apple TV that often. Yeah, but if you did, they if don't even did, sell it that. I don't think they even sell it. If that I that worked much on my Apple TV, then maybe this is a work <laughs> device you work on. Oh, I guess is that how they're trying to sell it? Well, no. I mean, what else would you use it for? You're not going to just be like, oh, I got a text message. Let's pop see. it on. Gaming. Gaming. Porn. Definitely. People are going to use this to. Yeah, I guess because sure. it's like AR. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it's coming. It's not VR, right? So, but uh, no, you can do it's VR. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. You can do VR. It, it. It'll yeah, like it's multi multimedia. Okay, multi reality. So you do both. Yeah. Okay, that's not that common of a use for it, by the way. Um. Well. Okay. No one's it, paying four thousand dollars so they can watch. Nobody's porn. saying it publicly, but we all know you're getting that thing in, and then hour three into it, you're jerking off with okay. it. Okay. So, let's let's go back to the beginning. So you have porn. You have what was the other thing you said? Gaming. Gaming. What what yeah. games? Uh. Well, you could play like basketball games. Yeah. Yeah. You could play. I mean, I don't know, Beat Saber, all the normal VR games. I don't. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What next? Um, productivity. Productivity. So yeah. work. Some guy was on the treadmill and he was like playing a slots game, watching the watching the NBA game, and then having like YouTube op- open in the other corner, which like is like I don't know the recipe for for a, attention overload, right? Yeah, and also tripping on the treadmill. <laughs> That's true. Breaking your, your it's all app, VR. So there's bro. no, there's no, yeah, yeah. As soon as you fall and that thing cracks, you're fucked. I hope you get the $500 Apple care. Wait, is it, is it a treadmill? Is the treadmill part of the thing? You're just running in place, but you're actually running on a treadmill. Yeah. Or was he actually, no, he was actually on a, he was in the gym. Okay. He was one of those guys who was like making a video for content while wearing his, his, uh, AR goggles. And everyone around him was probably like, fuck this guy. (laughs) Cause I would be one of those guys. That's funny. I always wonder how people do that in the gym. They have no, they have like zero fucks and no self-awareness. Just like everybody's going to suffer. So I can have have more followers on YouTube. I went to the gym yesterday. So when do you think the gym is the least busy? Probably like in the middle of the day. Middle of the day. Like, yeah, like work day. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's call it like maybe there's some people in during lunch. So we could call like 9 to nine to 11. That could be a down time. And then maybe like 1 to 3. Yeah. yeah. That's what you would think. That's what I do think. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I thought too. <laughs> I've been going to this gym for over three years now. And when I go after work, when I go during lunch, when I go early in the morning before work, there's a few people in there. It's not very crowded. I went at 2 p.m. yesterday. Mm. You know why I went at 2 p.m.? Because you thought nobody would be there. Yeah, because after lunch, who works out after lunch? Nobody. Nobody. People it was full to the brim. Damn. There, there was like 
a couple machines empty. There was like no space. Mm. You can't do you can't do aerobics. You can't do your your squats. Can't do yoga. Can't do your body squats. Can't do my body squats. Can't work on my abs. How am I supposed to get a six pack when there's no room in the gym? I'm serious. I go there at 2 p.m. and it's full. I'm like, what the fuck? Is today a holiday? I literally was like, is today a holiday? So I went out for a walk instead. And there were so many people on the sidewalk. I was like, did everyone decide to be healthy today? Hmm. Maybe just nobody works anymore. That's part of it too because I was like, what? Are you guys working? Because like I'm, I like I have had this privilege for a while, so I know like you know how I don't have to system. be working at two p.m. And y'all wonder why your bosses want you to come back into the office, you sneaky yeah. fucks. You sneaky fucks. You sneaky fucks. We all know what you're doing. You're not working. I wouldn't. I mean, I probably would because I have a certain responsibilities that I have to intend to, or else I get, you know, it's not good. But if you're one of those people that can coast by with maybe like three hours of work a day and the rest you can just work and then you can go to the gym at 2 p.m you can go walk your dog for an hour take a little bit of a nap open up call of duty play some ranked play maybe i don't know go to the supermarket at 10 o'clock in the morning because you're thinking nobody else is going to be there get all your grocery shopping done we know what you're doing yeah we your know bosses what know what you're doing too they know they know so I took a photo of all the people in the gym. <laughs> Reported. And I'm posting it on <laughs> luckybroadcasting.com. <laughs> Miles is personally doxing every single one of the people in his apartment <laughs> complex to all their employers going, look what you guys are paying them to do yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. Fucking assholes. You're just doing the Lord's guys, work. go back to work get back to work this is my gym yeah i had it first he had work from home before work from home was a thing how dare you screw up the good thing for him yeah it was a benefit for me yeah and and i lost it do you know what that's like yeah you know what that's like to have something and then someone take it away from you yeah yeah you don't know what it's like you white person yeah that would be like if you bought a vision pro and then apple was like oh manufacturer defect we have to take it back and they take it back. Mm-hmm. And now everybody else has a Vision Pro, and you're sitting there with your dick in your hands, yeah. don't know what to do. Watching TV like a goddamn pilgrim. Yeah. Just fucking watching Netflix the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And you want to lay back on your couch and watch the TV on the ceiling, but you yeah. can't. So now your neck hurts because you can't lay back and put your head on the pillow. Yeah, you want to you wanna be able to just fuck off in the middle of the, of, of the train station and, and do day trading while watching videos on YouTube and playing slots and get catching the 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 cricket game that's on in the middle of the day because you're halfway across the world that is luxury and how dare you take that away from anybody that's a good point las vegas dead we mean dead dead nah there's nothing there's nothing better than i can i can be in a casino at any time now no i can be in a casino anytime (laughs) tvs me and my 10 best friends (laughs) yeah 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 tv's dead tv's dead What do you need a tv for yeah yeah hey did you ever want to be out in public and 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 be even more isolated to yourself and remove yourself from the world so you don't have to ever talk to anybody get an apple apple vision pro because now you can just go out in public and fuck off and people won't even bother you because they think you're somewhere else. I swear to God, if I go to a coffee shop and see somebody with a Vision Pro on it, I'm going to kill myself. No, because that's the future, Miles. That's that's the goddamn future. That's where we're all at. I'll slap them. This is like uh, this is like the movie WALL-E where they're all like had, 
you know, on their little pods uh, floating around, obese, you know, just eating as much buffet food as they can. Just like one, one more, one more step towards that, and I love it. I just want to see everybody fall into dis disrepair and you know dystopian. I feel like we're lifestyle. a couple more steps until that. You we're know almost I mean? there because like the Earth was destroyed in that yeah. movie, and I feel like we're not mm. that close to it being destroyed. We'd have to destroy it first. Okay. Because once you destroy the Earth, mm. wouldn't you just prefer to be? a fat lard laying on a thing eating buffet. What else is there to do? I think it's got to happen before that though, because if the earth is destroyed, then making progress to getting out into space on my little cruise ship floating around as an obese person eating all day, uh, it becomes way less obtainable. But isn't that why they left though? Because the earth was, there's a lot of loopholes in that movie. There's There's a lot of loopholes. Yeah. Like Wally. Wally. Is first off. First off, yeah. Actually, I did see the first human trial Neuralink implant has just happened a couple weeks ago. Oh, I thought you were going to say you saw it personally. I did not see it personally, but I have signed up. I have pre-ordered. I have I have signed up for to be the, one of the first uh, dozen humans. It was only on. a $10,000 deposit. With yeah, <laughs> it's only, yeah, yeah. You have to personally fund the project. It's a Kickstarter, actually. Um, but also... Can you actually volunteer? No, I don't think so. That'd oh, <laughs> okay. be really I'm fucked up. Yeah, can you just give me that orgasm feature? So who got feature? it? Some, some guy, I don't know. Some guy? I'm some guy. How do some we... Guy. Like, I'm just going to go around like my my daily life like normal, just knowing that there's a guy out there with the Neuralink, and I don't mm-hmm. know who it is. Mm-hmm. That's what part it? of the... Well, they, what they should have done is they should have gave... You know, had a couple people do it but half of them got the placebo Neuralink. oh yeah yeah they just they just you know cut you open so you back up don't actually put anything yeah, in there you're like oh i feel more stupid now <laughs> this is not maybe any smarter this is actually making me a lot fucking more dumb <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> um yeah it's the first guy got it i don't know how it's going apparently they successfully you know did this the procedure he's got it in there and uh, we'll see how it goes. It's Is he still like in the whole, hospital? Or? It's a, we're on the, we'll see how it goes. There's uh, a guy space. at my work who's been in the hospital. Mm. Should I be worried that he, it's him? He might have. He might. He's If he comes back to work and he's like 400% more productive, oh. you should be scared. He's coming for your job. So what happens next? So let's say the guy is 400%. Mm. Does the government suddenly make anti-Neuralink laws? Well, first off, uh, we're a little bit ways away from that. Uh, but on a, but on, on a, a more joking note, yeah, if he, if, if, if it's 400%, you know, uh, then, then you get, then you have labor, labor unions start to take effect. You know, you're going to get a lot more of that. I think back up. Why are we not that close? We're not that close because, uh, they are there. We don't know a lot about the we don't know about you know we don't we're, they're working on the first thing on so more some, serious now is they're they're trying to figure out the whole like restore vision restore motor functions and by tapping into the brain they can you know help the disabled uh, you know fix their or mitigate their disability right um, so this guy was disabled yeah. somehow like he he was deaf or blind or something like that. It could be, could be, or it could be a regular dude that just was like. So we don't know anything about it. We don't like know his name. It could be Jerry. Secret. It could be a female, Sarah. Jared. 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 From Subway. <laughs> Whoa! You said it, not me. <laughs> they should probably. Yeah, you know what? Jeff 
free. Maybe this guy wasn't a volunteer, and they was just uh, he was a prisoner and some sort of uh, federal you know penitentiary, and you know they were like, we'll give you like five years off if you like you know donate your body to science and going through this procedure. You know, Epstein, that type of thing. It could Called be it. Epstein. Could be Epstein. That would make sense, right? Yep. Goes off the grid. Mm. No one actually saw his body, did they? We saw pictures, but we Ooh, didn't see his body. They saw his body. No. Mm. I don't think so. Actually, the real reason why Neuralink uh, was started is to, um, to actually bring people back from the dead. Go to Mars, I think, is actually the real reason. Well, I mean, when Epstein died, it just triggered a whole lot of things, investigations, accusations, and Neuralink. They were like, we got to get this guy back because he's the only one that knows who's actually participating in all these crimes alleged crimes alleged crimes i thought he was the only one that participated in the alleged crimes see and that's what the clintons want you to believe uh-huh. yeah did you think about that or Facebook? prince andrew prince andrew yes yes i don't know if that's the right prince but uh he's one of the princes one of the princes one of the princes king charles has cancer we just found that out. And also, everybody, please remove your hats in um, a moment of silence for one of the one of the most uh, God-fearing patriots I ever known. Toby Keith passed away today. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Battling uh, stomach cancer, I think it was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thought he died abruptly. You know, it's a shame. Uh, everybody loves the guy. Put out some good uh, good songs, and uh, he is now with the Lord. R.I.P. 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 the King. I like that one he did, the Make America Great, again. You did that? I think so. Is that a song? You know, I know he has a bar and grill in, in Harris, uh, Harris uh, Casino in Las Vegas. That's that's the extent of my, my relationship with... Uh, Mr. Mr. Keith. Yeah, me too. Is his name actually Toby? Is that just like a stage name? I wonder. Oh. Shout out Jason Aldane. This is definitely not to- Toby Keith, is it? It's not. Shut the fuck up. All right, I'm not going to let you continue to, to stream this nonsense. I think this is a Donald Trump AI country song. Oh, gotcha. It's not bad, actually. I'm going to listen to that later. Nice. It's pretty funny. It has AI images of him in prison, like uh, pulling, holding up weights and stuff. Oh, gotcha. It's kind of funny. I see now. I see. Sorry, I didn't mean to smear Toby Keith's name. Good name. That's yeah, fucked up. He just died, dude. <clears throat> he just died. Um, Miles hates Toby Keith. You guys heard it here first. Oops. I found out where espresso.com redirects to. Ooh. Simone, L L I U S A dot com. Don't know what that is. Me either. Hmm. Could be Psyop. Simone, Simonelli USA dot com. Hmm. Or Simonelli USA dot com. Simonelliusia. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, but in any case, I feel like. Uh, you know, Toby Keith is probably a good guy. 
He did have mm. the place in Harris that we passed sometimes. Yeah. The one in Las Vegas, right? Mm. Kind of yep. like towards the back, towards the monorail. Toby Keith's Bar and Grill. Oh, no, it's Toby P- Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. Yeah. I never saw him there, though. That's the thing. It's like you open up a bar and grill, but you don't actually go there. He's not even there. That's fucked up. It's like, you know, Guy Fieri, always at Guy Fieri's bar and grill. As always, you go to a guy, Guy Guy Fieri's kitchen kitchen and bar, he's he's back there cooking. You never see him, but you know he's there, you know? Yeah. Because, like, how could the food taste good? It's like... I go to 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 the to the bar and grill and I hear music and I'm like this is obviously not Toby Keith. I go to Guy Fieri kitchen and whatever. Mm. I know that it's his him back there cooking it because I can taste it. Can we linger on 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 Guy Fieri for just a second? Because I feel like I feel like Guy Fieri is like is like um is is first off he tried to get Columbus to change the name to Flavortown. You know? Do you hear about this? Flavortown is his like whole thing where is Columbus he, where he's from? It's where he's from. Okay. Yeah. He's got actually like the Flavortown festival happening this year. Um I got I tried to get tickets but they were sold out in minutes. Everybody's trying to be there. J- J- yeah, Drake, Jay-Z, you know, all all the all the big names Rihanna wants, to, you know, is trying to get in. Uh but yeah, Flavortown USA, Columbus, Ohio. It's where he's from. Um This guy is the patron saint of cruise ship food. Um, he's like, if you love chilies, you're going to love this guy. You know, that's it's first off miles. When is flavor flavor, uh, fest? Is it called flavor fest? It is flavor town fest, flavor town fest. Nailed it the first time. It is June 1st and 2nd. Damn. Well, shit. Um, So the second's my anniversary. Otherwise I'd go. Oh yeah, well I, I've got a thing uh, that I just made up that I had to be I got to be at, uh, so I can't actually go to this. But or else I would I would I would go to this because it sounds like a hoot. Um, do you like Hootie and the Bluefish? They're not going to be there, but yeah. they could. They um, could be a last minute change. Yeah. Do you like do you like slightly elevated subway? You're gonna love this fucking festival. Yeah. Yeah. But not sandwiches though. More like. Fries and, and mm. chicken and mm. and burgers and stuff like that. Do you like 1995's version of TGI Fridays at the restaurant? Boy, you're gonna fucking love this place. This website essentially looks like what you just described. Mm. Do you love milkshakes with everything on it? Everything? Mm. Yeah, like everything. Do you like a 32 ounce Bloody Mary with a burger on top? Boy, you're gonna fucking love this guy. This guy rocks. Guy Fieri, folks. Look him up. Actually, he just landed like a $100 million deal with uh, Food Network, I think it was, for like, I don't know, some exclusivity contract where he has to do like a bunch of shows or whatever. But this guy is rolling. This guy has his own festival now. He wasn't even like a – I don't even think this guy was a was a um, uh, like a restaurateur or a chef. This guy's just got charisma. He's got – you know he's articulate, and he just wanted to be a a TV personality, and, and he, he makes did it. Cakes. He like what? <laughs> you can buy his cakes in the store. Guy Fieri has cakes. Yeah. What doesn't this guy have? Has a cake mix. I do like. Do I have to go on? His resume is pages and pages long. If this guy had a LinkedIn page, it'd be going on further down than the Google search history. All I'm trying to say is, Guy Fieri, if you're listening, hit me up. 
and sponsor the show. Throw us a couple bucks. I'll wear your t-shirts. I'll I'll do Make America Guy Fieri again, something like that. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. Uh, I'll so, wear the Flavortown uh, necklace, the little you know, the little metal gold chain that says Flavortown on the end. I'll fucking wear it. You know, this guy is a legend. I mean, he's donating a portion of his proceeds from every ticket sold to support various charities in and around the Columbus area, with a focus on first responders, veterans, and more. I yeah. feel like I'm part of the and more crowd, mm. uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to show up there with a bucket looking for like change, you know? Yep. But look at this. Riddle me this. <clears throat> the price for a early bird ticket, 155 just for a general admission. Reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. Reasonable. I mean, like you're going to spend 155 just on like the food, you know? Reasonable. So like ticket to get in, that's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, $28 fee. A $28 fee? Yeah. Well, you know, I got to say, that isn't as bad as what I'm used to. Right. I just bought tickets to a Red Rock show to Lake Street Drive, okay? You guys may not know this band. Maybe you do. Great band. Always wanted to see them. Finally, they're at Red Rocks. Got to buy a ticket. I bought two tickets. $150 in fees. I'll say that again. $150 in fees, Who's the vendor? It's fucking, it's uh, Live Nation or whatever the fuck. Mm. I don't know. Ticketmaster, Live Nation, AXS. That's somebody who works for them when I reprimand them. I don't I don't understand it, man. I just, I don't fucking understand it. Why is it costing me $130 to broker a ticket uh, or buy a ticket from a broker? I, don't, I just don't fucking get it. Like, what are it? you doing? Or how much was the actual ticket? The tickets were expensive. They're like 300 bucks a pop. Okay. So... It doesn't matter. It's the same transaction. There should be no difference between me buying a $30 ticket and a $300 ticket. Also, $300 ticket, that's also a lot of That's money. also crazy, but it's the second row. Okay. And they were all sold out. That's my only option. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of suckered into buying a $300 ticket for which I wanted to only pay 70 So here's my point. $155, $28 fee. Or you can get the VIP early bird. Oh shit! Four sixty-five. Four sixty-five. Eighty-four dollar and and eighty-six cent fee. Why are you paying more for the fee? It's the same. It's the, one ticket. It doesn't. It's not like they're giving you any. Like they're providing a service. This service does not. Are you gonna? Are you gonna give me the ticket? And a free paid subscription to HBO Max for a year? Like, what the fuck am I getting different other than I'm paying you more? This isn't a percentage transaction fee. Because literally, that's already baked into the fee somehow. You know, it's so dumb. I'm over it. Joe Biden, if you're listening. Donald Trump, if you're listening. Because you're actually a real president. Do something about this Ticketmaster bullshit. I'm sick of it. I'm already over it. Yeah, Joe Biden promised that he would, and he yeah. didn't, and yeah. that's why I'm voting for Trump. You know, honestly, student debt, second to Ticketmaster issue. Yeah. You know? I feel uh, like honestly, all these things are just falling apart. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pay off student loans. Didn't do that. Going to get rid of junk fees. Did it for some things and not the more important things. Yeah, it's right? such bullshit. Did he even do that at all? Come on. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, me and that's why right here I'm petitioning Guy Fieri to run as an independent. Oh, my God. That might Do you be believe the best that? Idea. The flavor president? Yeah. 
the flavor campaign. I'll give I'll give to the campaign. God damn it! If he gets elected, the White House is going to be Flavor Town USA. That's that's when they're going to rename Washington Flavor Town USA. Is like they're going to just paint the the you know they're going to paint flames on the on on the uh, the, the Air Force One. Yeah, you know all the Secret Service agents are going to have you know polo T-shirts and and spiked blonde hair. Did you say they're going to rename DC to that? Flavortown, USA, yeah. yeah. That's funny. The Exec- Flavor House. Executive order number one. <laughs> Executive order number one. Burgers are on the menu at the White House, and also we're calling it the Flavor House. So I feel like my campaign donation com- should be contingent upon him doing that. So mm. like, <clears throat> if he wins the presidency and he doesn't do that, I get my money back. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially, it's like a it's like a Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, if they don't meet their goal, you get the money back right. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Is that how it works? I don't know. Kickstarter. Actually, there is a little. There's like a little disclaimer at the bottom. Is like, uh, we don't actually know if they're gonna give you what they promised you, but <laughs> like you're agreeing to like accept rule. those terms, though. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about doing fine. a Kickstarter. Yeah. What are you trying to kickstart? Uh, I had this idea. Um of mixing Topo Chico mm. with espresso martinis. Ooh. Oh, Topo Top uh to, espresso topos. It's called this depresso. <laughs> depresso, the depresso. <laughs> I can I can already see the ad for it. Are you depressed? Well, boy, do we have the cocktail for you. A refreshing, sparkling espresso martini with the crisp flavor of Topo Chico added. Yeah. There you go. Insta not depressed. Instead, not depressed. Slightly upset stomach. Upset stomach. Are you going to be focusing on your breakup or the fact that you're unsatisfied in life and have no purpose? Well, maybe we can distract you with heavy diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Or like, rip your jeans off, run up the stairs outside naked. Yeah. All the neighbors looking at you, but you don't care anymore. Yep. Yep. Because uh, it's it's one of a kind drink. It'll make you go crazy. Put a little bit of cocaine in it. That is inspired by Coca-Cola. Mm. You know what might be the reason why um, why espresso martinis are so popular is because they do get you a little more drunk than the average martini drink. Well... Hear me out. You get the vodka. It's two ounces of vodka. Okay? So it's a little bit more than a shot of vodka. You're getting the, the extra half ounce and then you have the shot of espresso, which, if you don't know, most people know, caffeine, alcohol, turbocharge, drunk. It's kind of like doing the vodka Red Bull treatment, you know, the Four loco agenda. Mm. You just get a little, like the caffeine hits, you know, with the alcohol hits you a little bit harder, a little it's bit all faster. Four loco in Guatemala. Was it like the OG? Could they sell the OG for Loco there? Like they haven't banned it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, why make it like that? <laughs> Just because recipe. it's fun. We all did this it. Is fun. Uh, actually, I think that if you just have like one espresso martini, it's 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 what kind of gives you energy. You know, mm, I feel you like you have one drink, and sometimes you feel more tired. Mm. Cause you didn't have enough to really give you a buzz, yeah. But you're like kind of like a little bit now, like depressed. You're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm tired. I'm like relaxed. Mm. But with the caffeine, you're like, 
I'm not tired anymore. I could go out and party, go to the club, mm, mm-hmm. do some shenanigans. Yeah. I'm not tired anymore. I'm down four depresso martinis. <laughs> I'm about to hit the club and talk to way too many girls. Yeah, so go to kickstarter.com <laughs> slash depresso martini. <laughs> dot com. Oh, wait, not the dot com on the end. Slash at the lucky duck to contribute 50% more to mm. the cuz you know you normally you'd get like 50% off but this is like, like a cuz you're already contributing and so you pay mm-hmm. more. Ooh, yeah, true. And what you what you're going to get is you're going to get uh the like every person gets the first depresso martini that we create. We're creating like a real big one and then we're going to yeah. split it up. So everyone gets the first batch. The first batch, the OG batch, the ground zero formula. Yeah. Yeah, the secret formula. Speaking of Kickstarter, I do want to get a quick shout out to my our friends over at Super Dudes. Uh, Super Dudes is a upcoming animated uh, TV show uh, created by some really cool Super Dudes. Ha! See what I did there. Uh, our friend Matt Bruggeman, who was on the first season of Don't Write Me Off, our audio drama, is kickstarting a brand new animated feature uh, called Super Dudes, which you can go on to Kickstarter right now and check it out and back them. You can get some really cool things like t-shirts, uh, you know, sweatshirts, uh, stickers, things like that. You can actually even get a part in their show and some exclusive producer credit uh you can head over to their instagram page super dudes uh to find the link in their bio and back them today guys they already have 37 backers at over a third of their goal not over a third about a third of their goal which means they're pretty legit they're legit these guys are great. The animation style looks really cool. Um, they're really funny. I had the pleasure of uh, getting a sneak peek of some audio of what they're doing. Guys, these guys are really cool. They're really creative. Um, if you want to support independent artists and creatives uh, such as us and them, you should do it because uh, that's what makes this life of ours super cool is people making fun stuff and putting it out there for you to enjoy. And to do that takes a little bit of money, takes a little bit of effort, and a little bit of time, to which these guys are willing to do all that. And they just need you to donate. Do it. Do it. Super dudes. if you don't, then it's fine. But yeah, should. To do it, do it or, uh, or, or else, honestly. Yep. Yeah. Or else. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it might have something to do with the Depresso. (laughs) We might have to uh, make some more Depresso martinis. How about this? If their Kickstarter gets funded to their goal, we will do the Depresso martini. Yeah. If they hit their goal, Super Dude's goal on Kickstarter, I will, on the live podcast... Drink seven Depresso martinis back to back to back without throwing up. You sure you want to do that? We should, we should probably cut this part. Out. <laughs> I'm committed. <laughs> no, for real though. Um, He'll do it. It's fine. Uh, I'll do it. It's fine. Facebook it's, Live. Yeah, I'll you know X, whatever. Do they do live things on X now? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Can you do videos on X? You can. 
not like xxx.com. No, 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 but no. Like X, like X as in Twitter.com. Yes, yes. Is it x.com or is it Twitter.com? I think it's x.com. We're, we're checking. We're checking. Hold, please, while we check for x.com. I cannot display. It just redirects to Twitter. Oh. Well, you know, yeah, I get it. You know? No. I get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you buy a brand and then change it? Because uh, one man's ego trumps, uh, you know, an entire uh, company. And I hate when people say X. Because every time I read in an article, they say, on X. Formerly and then, known as yeah, in parentheses, Twitter. <laughs> known as Twitter. I was like, how long are you going to have to do that for? Yeah, thanks Forever, for... because no one knows what a letter is. Yeah, nobody knows. No, Nobody... Uh, ha- Wait, there's not. there hasn't been enough time to associate Twitter with a letter yet. You should have called it like... Branding 101. Ex Tatere or something like that. Should have called it... Ah! Dot com. That, that is so memorable. It's, it's basically what people are doing when they go onto Twitter. They're just like, I have an idea. Ah! Uh, so tweet. If you did ah.com, <laughs> uh, you would never need to say formally Twitter. People would just know. They would know because it's it's a very unique niche. When you say on X, people just think it's a, a typo. They're like, did they mean Facebook? Yeah, like, like they just type X, X like your X girlfriend. Like, you know, when people say it, it's you you know you're thinking ex right not the letter x yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah i mean I, this is just this is a mess who thought of it oh my god fix yeah, your shit elon yeah and if you don't it's fine too you do a neuralink yeah it's probably working whatever it's probably we, we won't know though i wouldn't mind going to mars so sign me up for that if you're listening to this if the guy dies the, the neuralink it, guy, do you think it's just done they're just like, well, no. we had a good, we had a good run. You think no. people are gonna have enough trust in that thing to be like, yeah, well, one guy died, but like it was like version one. Yeah, they, f- they figured it out. Yeah, I there's no like... way it's gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. some serious rebrand. They might have to like rebrand that. Think, think about like, okay, so if the guy dies, so he signed all these things saying like, I'm not gonna sue Neuralink, mm. which is like you can still sue them, but. So he, if he dies, his family probably gets like at most, I don't know, a million dollars or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like not that much money. No, it's not. <laughs> like it is, but it like in the grand scheme for of things, something that could like cure blindness. Oh, what's what's really what's really weird is like um, putting value to human life. Yeah, you know, like you ever hear about that? Like attorneys having to basically go to the court and to like with these companies like like Dupont. Or you know, name any other chemical company that's had a big lawsuit where they basically have to like assign a value to like a you know your husband dies from chemical exposure from Teflon or whatever, and then you sue them because he died, and you want you know monetary repercussions from the company, and they go okay. So basically, now you have two lawyers or two teams of lawyers basically determining how much your husband's life is worth. And I think there was a number, we may have talked about this before, but there's a number of which they have determined in, in many cases of which, of what a human life is worth. Do you know what that number is? No, I was, that's what I was looking up. But uh, yeah, because I've heard the same thing for um, when the terrorist attack, the 9-11 terrorist oh, yeah, attack. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they, they did that to too. They on a bunch of people for that. Yeah. So it says... Um, according to this blog here, 
I want to say it was like seven hundred thousand dollars or something like that per person. Yeah, so I think this was like from a from a something with Ford Motor Company. Hmm. It said they determined. Um, so so oh, I think this is what it was. It was like Ford had to recall eleven million vehicles. And it was like they were trying to determine what the cost of recalling all the vehicles versus people just dying and then them having to pay for the deaths. Oh, my God. So they said that they determined that out-of-court settlements would amount to about $200,000 for each life lost. Oh, my God. $67,000 per serious injury and $700 for each lost vehicle. So this was back in... 1970 that's like when the okay so yeah that's uh, that's a way way this is when you know the system has failed so they said that recalling all the vehicles would cost 121 million and if so if they didn't recall it and just ignored it then they would save 70 million dollars oh my god yeah that's when that's when you know that's when you know the system's kind of broke when when companies are justifying not doing something over loss of life you know cost savings uh it's like it's like those like the pharmaceutical companies getting away with you know uh drugging america and then just paying like the fine at the end but yet they've made like four times the amount uh in profit yeah so they're like eh, why would we not do that again so this comes in for a lot of things so i just read that in the 1980s the federal government allowed states to increase their speed limits from 55 miles per hour to 65 miles per hour, I guess probably for highways or something. I'm not right. really sure. And the reason is so that people can commute faster because it'll, it'll be better for the economy. Like mm. people can get more things done, but that, uh, th- by doing that, uh, in fatalities increased by a, like a third. And so, hmm. Uh, Americans saved 125,000 commuting hours per death. And so based on that, uh, oh each li- li- loss of life was worth about $1.5 million. Okay. Huh. Based, so it was like 125,000 commuting hours being mm. saved is yeah equivalent to $1.5 million. At what point do you think <clears throat> they're like, okay, it doesn't matter if you're going 65 or 85 the the chance of death is still remains like in it within a, a close margin. Like there's like, you know, diminishing returns in that, in that way. Yeah. You know, is it like, okay, 50, eh, 50% chance of dying at that speed. But when you jumped up to 60, now it's like 80%. Well, that's but, the thing. They went from, they went 15, no, they went 10 miles per hour faster, mm-hmm. but like, and they were died gonna, a third more often. That's so crazy. So they're saying that for ten miles an hour faster speed limit, that that would cause thirty percent more fatalities in car accidents. Yeah, that's insane. I know. <laughs> that is insane. Think about that. Ten miles an hour will increase. It, if you have a hundred deaths at fifty miles an hour, if you increase it to sixty-five or sixty, whatever it was. Now you have 130 deaths. Yeah. So I on guess, average, I guess, statistically. Um, yeah, because now we have speed limits like in Utah. I think it's like it's 85 miles per hour, I think is the, wow. the, the highest speed limit. I've never seen an 85. The highest I've seen is 75. Yeah. Yeah, seven. 
Or maybe it was 80 miles per hour. What is it in, in Florida on the highways there? It's like 70? 70. It's 70, right? Yeah. It's not 75? No. Okay, so maybe... Don't we have some speed limits here that are 75? Oh, yeah. So I think it might have, maybe it was 80 that it was. Maybe it wasn't 85. Yeah. Actually, right below the exit where you live and you head down oh, yeah. south, it, it immediately turns to 75. Yeah, but right then it there. goes back to 65 at some point. Yeah, well, who's counting? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you can just... I can get down there so quickly. It's so fast. Because it's like four or five lanes wide yeah. and yeah. 75. The lawmakers are like, you're welcome. <laughs> we had to kill a couple people yeah. along the way. <laughs> okay. They're like an extra You're going to get the target way faster. Yeah. The thing is, I don't see like, okay, between that stretch and the stretch like from here to downtown, there's significantly more accidents from here to downtown than there are in that stretch yeah. of road. Right. There's more traffic, of course, but there's yeah, still tons like a dent, of people dent, More dense pop population as you yeah. get closer to downtown. So I guess, I don't know. Does it always correlate? Because also the cars are safer now. Maybe in the 1980s, we didn't have as good of um, Oh yeah, anti-whatever uh, it's called to keep oh, the car yeah. from slipping or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You, uh, you slid at, 50, at 30 miles an hour. You were like 50, 50 shot dying. Yeah. True. True. They were like so you, airbags yeah. and stuff. Seatbelts. <laughs> Computers. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like anything, I guess with, with technology and, and, and human safety, just as we get a little bit better cars, airplanes. Yeah. The driverless trains. cars, those are, um, like there's been some accidents from those, but that's the whole point. That's, that's the same point. It's like these companies that are going to be first to market are going to make so much more money than they'll lose in the the current term of from fighting lawsuits. Yeah. So if it's like a couple million per person, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that often. It just happens. Yeah. There's just got to be somebody stupid enough to do it, to take the risk and, assume the the financial responsibilities to get it out to market and then when it becomes safe and mainstream those problems go less and less you know of an issue yeah probably i don't know probably Hmm. i don't know either so uh on an unrelated note you just traveled to guatemala yep Guatemala. How was that? Home of the Guatemalans. The Guatemalans, the Guats. Yes. Uh, It was good. I did not know this before traveling there, but Guatemala has, it's either 37 or 38 volcanoes. Boom. That's a lot of volcanoes. Yeah. Have you ever seen the size of Guatemala? It's very small. uh, Yeah, I do remember seeing it on a map in grade school. And then, yeah, I do remember two things about the country. Uh, One it's very small, and two, it's very close to the equator. And I, did I get those two things right? Yeah, you're pretty. Yeah, you're pretty spot on. I mean, Fuck yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So from the map here, we can see you're gonna have to zoom the fuck in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hold on, let me. Uh, AKA to my comment about it being small. So here's the equator over Ecuador. For those who are just listening, we're looking at Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So here's the U.S. Here's like Florida, for instance, and here's Guatemala down here. So it's yeah. it's in Central America. Yep. And it's very close to, uh, you know, Mexico or a lot of the other countries that have 
like very similar foods so like rice beans plantains yes. chicken pork foods like that so the foods are very similar to what you might experience if you go to mexico for instance mm. um but yeah very small country but it's it's insanely beautiful in fact like i said there's 30 something volcanoes so to have that many volcanoes in such a small place i cannot figure out how to yeah what are what are the main do you know what the tectonic plates of that region are is it like is there a specific name for that region yeah i don't know i think it's probably like what separates north and south america mm. i'm not really sure um i don't know how it the, those go through if it's like north to south east to west or somewhere in between but yeah lots of volcanoes several active volcanoes mm -hmm. um, i got to see one pretty up close but there are several others others that have been active in recent past that are now dormant mm -hmm. and while i was there i actually felt an earthquake oh snap which is was a neat experience i know you experienced one in japan right. where they have them much more often um, but in guatemala i think they have them like maybe once a couple of weeks, something like that. And they're usually not too big. So I think the one I experienced was the largest, like in the last six months or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. so it was like a six point something. And was this like at nighttime? Yeah, it was at night. So I had fallen asleep. Sarah was laying in the bed next to me. She hadn't gone to bed yet. And she wakes me up. She's like, what's going on? What's going on? She thought someone was breaking in for some reason. I guess she was just tired enough to not realize that the whole place was shaking. It's probably just really noisy, right? Yeah, it was really noisy. And yeah, we were in a one-story little like house, basically. And so I guess she thought the sound and moving was just someone walking on the roof. And so I wake up. And I look at the wall and like, I don't know if it was because I'm tired or what, but it literally looked like the wall was going like back and forth like uh, this. It probably was. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I was just like, immediately, this is a earthquake Yeah, because there's 37 volcanoes around <laughs> us. Yes. Like this is a place where I would imagine there'd be earthquakes. So I get out of bed and I'm kind of leaning against the wall trying to figure think about what i'm supposed to do i need to get dressed probably I stop don't. drop and roll yeah right. <laughs> i thought i was supposed to go outside because it was it was pretty intense it was like really really rocking mm -hmm. and i didn't know when it was supposed to stop and i didn't know that they like that was a common thing to happen in guatemala so i thought maybe it was like a legit earthquake and something bad could be happening I later learned you're supposed to do kind of like what you do in a tornado. So yeah. like get in a bathtub, get under a door like a frame. Desk or a door frame. Yeah. yeah. Something that's got rigidity rigid rigidity mm. to it. I guess you're not supposed to go outside unless there's a big open area because mm. something can fall on you. Right. So we weren't at near anything that were tall buildings, so we probably would have been fine going outside. Now, was the general movement less like shaky and more like rocking back and forth type of thing? Like almost like this motion. Yeah, I think like that. Yeah. That's what I remember it feeling like. Yeah. Of course, it was in the moment, so something like mm. that, you you don't always remember, you know, exactly probably how it went. Yes. So, yeah, it was like that, and then it stopped, I don't know, maybe like a minute it was probably going on for, mm -hmm. and it stopped, like, I think, and 
I look out the window and the place we were staying had a bunch of wind chimes, like six or seven of them. And they were just swinging back and forth. Yeah. Like pretty intensely. And I was like, okay, like we, this wasn't our imagination. <laughs> like the, literally the, the earth just shook. Yeah. Hey, Cause it's hard to notice when you also are kind of shaking. Mm-hmm. So there's no constant, right? Yeah. There's no, nothing that's like absolutely standing still to, to like, uh, judge in relativity, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just feel weird. Like you, you literally just feel like you're moving like this. Yeah. So things feel like they're moving and you're kind of like, can I stand? Am I going to fall? What's going to happen? So it was a, it was a neat experience. It was definitely a little scary in the moment. Mm. I can't say that I in, you know, enjoy, I would enjoy experiencing it again. It yeah. was neat to enjoy the first time. But it was a little frightening because then after that, I'm thinking, is this, was that normal? Yeah. <laughs> like if they have earthquakes, are they usually that bad? Is yeah. one of the volcanoes fucking blowing up right now? Am yeah, I about to die? Right, right. Cause there's literally an active volcano right next to us. Yeah. And so anytime I heard any noise, like uh-huh. a little bit of wind or someone stepping somewhere or whatever, I, I would wake up and I'd be like, You're oh like, my God, we're oh going to die. God. Yeah. <laughs> I had the exact same experience uh, in in Japan because we also were in a, right next to a volcano, and it was basically like the bed was just boom, 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 boom. Like somebody mm-hmm. was like just kind of like shaking, shaking it. it. Yeah. And I and that's when I woke up. I'm like, what? What is going on? So yeah, I got really paranoid. I was like, fuck. Well, if that if this was like a real situation and the volcano erupted, like we're all dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's everybody on this island is dead. And, and the thing is, like people are gonna say you know, that it probably wouldn't happen, but that stuff happens. Like literally <laughs> cities get destroyed. Have like, you seen Pompeii? <laughs> yeah. The movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in Turkey, for instance, and in Morocco, I think those were the two most recent that had really, really devastating earthquakes. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. It was like a couple tens of thousands of people. I think that died from those. Mm-hmm. Turkey was the really, really bad one. recently. Right. Yes. Turkey was absolutely just devastated yeah. in some areas. Due so, to and Turkey is a place that people go. It's like Guatemala or, mm. or, uh, Japan. Like people go to those cities and they have earthquakes, they have vol- active volcanoes and mm-hmm. it's not super often that it happens, but it happens. And if you're there, you know, you're scared regardless. Like if you're not someone who normally experiences that, that's what is on your mind. You're like, fuck, is this the time? Like, is this the major eruption that happens once every 10 years? It's one of those things that is very rare in life where you, it just suddenly can happen to you at any moment and you have no control over it. My mind immediately goes to like blizzards, hurricanes, but you know, those things are coming. This just happens randomly and you can't do anything about it. You just have to wait it out. Yeah. And that in itself and that, that just that concept is, can be absolutely terrifying to people. It is terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I would say it's almost a worse feeling than having like a tornado or a hurricane or something. Mm-hmm. Cause both of those things are somewhat, uh, predictable. Um, like unless the tornado forms right next to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can see it and you can get away from it. You can protect yourself yeah, but if you're earth- far enough away, but right. an earthquake is everywhere around you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an invisible demon. So you if know? you're in a city and there's tall buildings, Oh my God. You know? Yeah. But people <clears throat> told me that in California, they get, they get earthquakes like, mm-hmm. like every year, every oh, couple yeah. years they'll feel them. I don't know how intense they are, but 
I didn't know that they were that often. Yeah, it's like for those of us who don't live in areas with lots of earthquakes, and that's actually one of the things I had WhatsApped you that night. It was like, yo, did you feel that earthquake? Like literally an hour after it happened because it was just so randomly uh, it happened that Janie and I were in bed and she was like, when was the last time an uh, earthquake happened in Colorado? And then she Googles earthquakes in Colorado. And of course, you know, she has like that data pop up. But the, one of the other things that popped up was like, oh, 6.1 earthquake fell in Guatemala. And she's like, oh my God. Cause she knew you guys were there. She's like, I wonder if they're okay. That's why I just take, I read right after that. I was like, Oh shit. Let me just, let me see if he's okay. Yeah. That was so weird. Cause I had, I hadn't been checking my phone. It was just on silent. And so I didn't see it when you texted me, but yeah, the next morning I was like, it wasn't like global news. Yeah, no, How it wasn't. Know about <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very niche information. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so I'm weird. keeping tabs on Guatemala things when you're gone, just in case something happens. I thought it was maybe because I had sent you the Waffle House photo, the like, Guatemalan <laughs> yeah. Waffle House photo. <laughs> Which I'm still upset you did not go. Yeah. You know, the I, thing is, if it said Waffle House in like the Waffle House font, mm, I might have gone, but it was mm. like, it was like, La Casa del Waffle. Yeah, we all know what it is. <laughs> all right, it had the yellow yellow banner with the the, the black font. Yeah, it wasn't guess. like on the nose, but it might as well. Have it been. also wasn't in that good of a part of town. But I mean, yeah. Waffle House usually usually isn't. That's true. It fits the bill. Yeah, it fits the bill. So think about like U.S. Waffle House. You know, and then take it down. And then, a notch. Yeah, take it like <laughs> down a couple more notches than that. <laughs> They're like, we don't even serve waffles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a name. <laughs> it's like black beans and plantains. Yeah, that's, and that's it. it. Yeah, we press them into waffle shapes. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, maybe they <laughs> Plantain waffle actually sounds pretty good, honestly. Put a little yeah. maple syrup on it. <laughs> yeah, waffles are good. So, yeah, Guatemala, besides the earthquake, was pretty amazing. It's really, really cool place. Pretty much anywhere you look, you're looking at volcanoes. Yeah. We stayed in two places. One was Antigua, not the same as the island of mm. Antigua. It's mm. Antigua, Guatemala. But I would say just as cool, probably. I've never been to Antigua, so I don't know. But it's like the, the kind of like stereotype of what you think see in kind of central america of like the colorful little buildings so you just have like reds yellows blues purples whatever and uh and lots of little cafes and coffee shops and rest really good restaurants Hmm. um and then massive volcanoes like there's one called agua that's right behind the city and Mm -hmm. you can see it pretty much from anywhere in the city and it's just Right there. Right is that one you. dormant? It is dormant, yeah. Gotcha. It actually, at one point, I, th- I believe, I'm getting this correct, actually destroyed the city. So Antigua used to be oh. the capital of Guatemala. And then, I don't know if it was that one that made it not the capital anymore, or mm-hmm. if it was a different time that it erupted. Uh, but, yeah, it was destroyed, and then Guatemala City became the capital mm-hmm. of Guatemala. But they rebuilt, rebuilt over time. But it's a cool place. It's like cobblestone streets everywhere. Mm-hmm. So cars don't can't drive very fast. It's a lot of people walking around. There's a lot of expats and stuff that kind of live there or stay there for a long period of time. Mm. So it's kind of like the 
uh, it's, you know, it's a little bit touristy in the sense that there are a lot of foreigners there, Really, but it doesn't feel, it's not like Disneyland touristy, right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's still very much like you feel very much in Guatemalan culture. Yeah. There's a lot of Guatemalan food there, Guatemalan people there, mm-hmm. which like Guatemalans, like a lot of others in that region are shorter people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you as like a taller white person feel a little bit out of place, you know, because you're like kind of towering over people. And so it's, that's a little bit of an, like, it's a weird feeling. I, I I didn't really expect I'd feel that way. I kind of felt a little bit like that in Peru just because people are also very short there. And so you'll like walk under a doorway and you like, you have to duck because Mm. the, like nothing was built for non Guatemalan people until more recently they started building things that way. But like in my Airbnb that I stayed in a couple of nights, the, the, there was one mirror and it was like, like the top of it was like the top of my chest. So oh, if I right. wanted to look in it, I had to like bend down, scoot down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brush my teeth or something. <laughs> so things like that are kind of weird, but it's a cool place. And then from there you can do this hike onto this volcano called Acatenango and basically you hike up to pretty much the top of it, but you can stay kind of on the side of it at a base camp. And then right across from you is one called Fuego. And that one is an active one and it's pretty active. Like hmm. every five minutes to 15 to 30 minutes, it'll erupt. Wow. And during the day you can't see the lava just cause you, like your eye can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> during too the far day. away. Yeah. yeah. If you like could see it, you're probably too close. Yeah. Uh, right. But at night you can see the lava and it looks pretty insane. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. And then the other place we went to was called, um, it's a big, I think it's the largest lake in, in Guatemala, but it's also the deepest in Central America. I don't know if it's also South America, but at least Central America. Hmm. And, uh, and it's a big lake. It's got a lot of cool towns around it. And the, the thing that I, uh, that I found most intriguing about it is that, some of those towns are actually towns where the tourism was built around Guatemalan people. So Guatemalan people from other parts of Guatemala would come to those towns for tourism. And so you go there and there's not a lot of foreign people. And, um, and you like, we met someone from a village, like this woman from a village who asked us if she could take a picture with us. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're there thinking like, Oh, she's wearing like this, this really cool, colorful outfit. That's like very traditional. And we're like, we want to take a picture with her, but no, she was like, can I take a picture Mm -hmm. with you guys? Cause she wants to show her family and stuff. I've heard a lot of, uh, in some countries that's a thing with like white people. Yeah. Yeah. Where they want, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's a white person. (laughs) Like, which feels so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, um, cause in like, you'll go to, you know, big cities in mm-hmm. South America and people will be dressed in traditional outfits right. and you can take pictures with them and stuff, but they want to get paid for it. Right. They're there because they know for tourism, you wanted, yeah. yeah, you want to take a picture. Right. Yeah. It's but, like going to, going to Times Square and seeing Mickey Mouse, guy in a Mickey Mouse or a Spider-Man outfit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, he's not just there to take pictures with you. Oh, dang it. (laughs) That's kind of cool to actually experience that. I'm sure it was a a very like novel, unique thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a lot more. It's, it's, it was one of the more authentic places I've been just because they're, they're, um, 
not as touristy as other countries. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like it Guatemala doesn't strike me as a place that people have on the top of their bucket list, you know, right. like Italy, France, you know, London, whatever. The big places. Uh Guatemala seems like one of the ones that are off the beaten path a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's interesting to hear about like what tourism feels like when you're actually there. Yeah. And lucky for us, we went with uh, these people that we're friends with who planned the whole trip, and they mm-hmm. have been there a bunch of times. So they know. So they knew, like, which towns to go to, you know, because there are some towns that are a little bit more, like, foreign-owned and stuff. Mm. Um, so it was, like, go to the more authentic towns. We got to go to... Foreign-owned meaning... Like, some of the the shops and stuff are owned by foreign people. Oh, okay. So, like... Gotcha. Americans, Chinese people, uh-huh. like just people who have non-natives been there for a yeah. while. And yeah. Right. And like, that's fine. But you want, like you're in Guatemala, you want a Guatemalan yeah. experience. Right. Exactly. You want to support Guatemalan people. Yeah. And so, um, we got to do this and go to this little town that's kind of known for ceramics. And we got to, mm. uh, paint like a, you know, a bowl or a cup or something. And that's something that you can't just go online really and type in like, textile class in Guatemala and find something like that. Yeah. Like you probably could find something, but it's going to be more of like a lots of people go there and do that. Mm-hmm. But this was in a, a small workshop where professionals are actually there creating those things. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool that that exists to be able to do. But, but it, I'm glad that we had these friends that mm-hmm. have, have figured out all those things. Yeah. They've been there so many times. Yeah. Cause I imagine there's so many things like that everywhere. It's just knowing how to get there and the right spots. Yeah. yeah. And also speaking Spanish. Cause like mm-hmm. I know a little bit of Spanish so I can read certain things. And if someone there speaks to me, I know sometimes what they're saying, yeah. but I can't communicate with them. No. And like that shop, for instance, nobody there spoke English. Mm. And so, to organize something like that to begin with, you would have to speak Spanish. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten the value of like local guides. Like, you know, and, and if if you're if you're fortunate enough to be able to afford to travel somewhere and then hire a local to basically take you around, show you all the cool spots and you know, enlighten you and reveal some of the off the beaten path things that are, aren't on quote unquote online. You know, um, I think there's like a, people forget that that's a thing and that you can, you can, you can do that. And it's probably worth way more than what you're paying for because otherwise you're just like relying on Google to, to plan your itinerary. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that is a really cool thing. Cause you're right. Like, Sometimes you'll go on Google and you'll find the different tours like Viator, I think it's pronounced, is mm-hmm. one company that, that partners with a lot of tours and stuff. But yeah, finding a, a local who does that kind of thing really can change your perspective or how your trip goes because yeah. Yeah, they'll definitely show you things that you might not otherwise see. Yeah, and you know this just from experience and, and I've I've somewhat had a, a few times experienced this is if you go somewhere for an experience uh, to another country and you're going to do ceramic painting, whatever it is, and you go somewhere and it's touristy and it's busy and it's like it doesn't feel authentic to the culture or the, or the sense of place and you're like, oh, man, this has really been like 
tourist, you know, touristified, whatever yeah. the word is for it. And then you have the experience where, you, like, what you're talking about, which is actually somebody who lives there, who like, there's only like five people there, and like, you really feel like you're getting part of you're they're sharing a part of the culture with you and you're like wow this feels very exclusive i think that's what people and authentic right that some of the genuine authenticity and um you know true piece of their culture kind of gets removed when it gets touristified when it gets put on google and then people yelp it and then you know it gets put on uh, itineraries and shit like that um, and then it just gets beaten to shit by travelers, which is, you know, good for the owners because they're making tons of money, but also yeah. it just loses some of that, you know, that quote unquote authenticity. Yeah. And, and it makes it easier to travel there, for instance. So like Peru is a pretty well-traveled South American country and you can find so many itineraries and things, things to do in Peru. And a lot of them will say to do the same things. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee there's like, way more things to do in Peru that you wouldn't normally see on those oh, kind of yeah, lists. Definitely. And so, so yeah, it's like, it's good cause you can easily do that. So in Guatemala, it may be a little bit harder to, mm-hmm. to find like the, the, the common things to do cause there's less resources on it. But yeah, if you have someone who knows it well, then they'll plan you a really cool trip. And like I said, I was saying like it, it may come out as a benefit to some people to have tons of tourists come to your shop and you make a lot of money, but there are, there are tons of places that don't want that. Yeah. They only want the five people a day right. because that's, they just don't want to be inundated with that type of, uh, uh, of continuous business and having to keep up with, you know, Americans or foreigners, they just, they're fine doing what they do and they love and then sharing that with only a few select people. And that's when they do rely on like five guides, uh, people who will lure those people in, but they don't need Google. They don't need to have a website to do that. And they're just fine doing that. And that's when the true value of finding somebody who lives there, who does it. Like when I was in Japan, we were having cocktails at a bar in Tokyo and we got sat next to, you know, in a very casual setting, a person who was basically introducing themselves as their guy, like, oh, I'm going to be taking you here. I'm going to be doing this. And I was kind of like over, overhearing, you know, part of their conversation. And like, she was like, I'm like, oh, I don't know that place. Oh, I don't know this place. And she was like, oh, I'm going to take you here, take you there. And it's just like, you you won't be able to discover that without the knowledge, the secondhand knowledge of somebody else who actually lives there full time. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of like if you went to New York City and you did all the tourist New York City things. Yeah. But it, but then you go and you move to New York City for six months mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you, there's still so many things after six months that you haven't done. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same place. It's the same thing anywhere else. It's, it's oh, like yeah. there's so many things to do. Uh, and you, so you're just scratching the surface and yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's, a that's a, especially somewhere like Tokyo too, cause mm. it's such a massive So city. dense and yeah, spread out. Yeah. I think. Another good example is like Vegas. Like a lot of people, when they go to Vegas, they stay on the strip, they do the whole thing. But if you actually talk to somebody who lives in Vegas, they won't say the best restaurants are on the strip. <laughs> you have to go out yeah. to go to the best restaurants. And I think, you know, that, that, that's standard everywhere. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's like where do the locals go? Well, as soon as you pull up a page on Timeout or like Eater, and it goes, oh, these are the best you know local locals. spots. It's it like some of yeah. it is true, but a lot of it's not. Like you know, yeah, um, definitely. Like whenever I go to look for places, if I travel somewhere, I'll go to Reddit because it's actual people not looking to. Uh, you know, make a couple bucks off of a, a, a you know, eater or whatever. And they're actually going to give you what they like because yeah. they live there. Yeah. I feel like I do that pretty often with Reddit too. I'll type in a question about something or someplace and I'll, then I'll put Reddit. And yeah. Then all the Reddit results. Come <laughs> up. I'm like, okay, good. This is where, I, this is where I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's so true. So what, what, what was like your favorite part of that entire trip? Um, I probably, probably the volcano. Yeah. Just because it was such a unique experience. I've been in cool cities. I've been on cool lakes. And you've been to volcanoes I've, before. Yeah. I, I, I saw one volcano. I mean, I've seen dormant volcanoes, like a lot of them. A lot of people have. I mean, yeah. we have a bunch in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but I had seen one active volcano in Iceland it was a smaller volcano and it wasn't like exploding into the air. It was more like I could see the lava pushing out of it, Uh but it wasn't like, it wasn't erupting, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, and that was a really cool experience, but this was just, just on a whole nother level, just seeing the, whatever it is, the ash, I don't know, the smoke coming out, just starting very small and then going kind of like a bomb just up into the air and seeing all the dust on the volcano and ash or whatever it is come up because of how forceful that explosion was and then hearing it and feeling mm. it. Was that unsettling? No, it wasn't. Just You were just in awe. There was like one time where it went off where I was, I was kind of like, that was pretty big, <laughs> like to the point where we're not that far. Mm. If it was a lot, if it was quite a bit bigger than that than it could reach us yeah. uh but for the most part no i mean i did wake up a few times in the night from booms mm. and it was kind of the same thing uh, uh, uh with the earthquake you're yeah. like was that louder was that bigger than it normally is like yeah. what if i need to evacuate because it happens once a year that what? people have to evacuate oh really yeah from and that volcano is there is there like a season of of eruption or is it just like any time it's any time but i think it's it's fairly consistently between one to two years. Okay. It's like become more, more frequent oh. in past years. So that's why I say like once a year. Cause the past couple of years it's been once a year, yeah. but I think it's fairly spread out. Like I don't think it happens in like January and then like yeah. March. I think it's kind of. Yeah. More. And you mentioned like the, the smoke pillowing up. Did, was there like ash falling? What do you see? Like Not a, near like us. Dust any, anywhere? No. Okay. So it's far enough away where that stuff doesn't kind of spread. Yeah, because... And the air quality where you are isn't necessarily affected? I don't know because it does get kind of hazy there. Mm. And I don't know if that's from the volcano or pollution Mm. or something else. What is the, what is the population of Guatemala? Like how, 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 how dense are we talking about here? Well, for there to be like a lot of pollution. Yeah. So a lot of the Latin American countries have quite a bit of pollution, I think because of their kind of lower stand, lower infrastructure, I'd probably blame it on. So they have a lot of plastics and, and trash that doesn't decompose well. Mm. And they don't have like 
dump trucks that come around and get your trash. Right, right. So they're just learning about global warming. Yeah, yeah. So people just burn their trash. And okay. and uh, that uh, that just that alone creates a lot of pollution. They and burn their trash, huh? Mm-hmm. A lot of people do, yeah. Yeah. Or they just throw it on like in, in a trash pile or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of litter. And this mm. is true for a lot of countries like in Asia. A lot of kind of like more third world like countries because because number one, they don't have the infrastructure and it's newer. Like the education isn't there. So a lot of people don't know what it means to throw like a plastic Coke bottle on the side of the road that it's going to be there for however it is a thousand years or whatever it is. So yeah, there's that, there's a lot of burning just in general of things. Um, the vehicles and stuff, like they don't have the same kind of emission requirements and things like that. Mm. So yeah, there was the same in Peru. It was like there were days where it was very, very hazy, mm-hmm. and I think it's from pollution. Yeah, like don't worry, smoke a cigarette; it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, otherwise, great country. You get clear days, mostly in the mornings. Like in the mornings, you can see the volcanoes in really good detail. You can get some really cool photos. Later in the day, usually it gets kind of hazy. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, at night you can see, you can even see from the city, Antigua, you can see the lava coming out of the volcano. Nice. Yeah. And how far of a flight is that? Like so, from Dallas? You flew into yeah. Dallas, right? Yeah, we flew into Dallas. So from here, um, I th- I want to say, so I know on the, for sure on the way back, it was seven hours total with the layover. So we had like a two-hour layover. Okay. And then I guess it was like a couple hours from Guatemala to Dallas and then like an hour to from Dallas to Denver, hour and a half. Um, you can fly from Miami direct, I think. Mm. And that's like three hours or something. That's not too bad. Yeah. It's really cheap too. So like our flight was 400 bucks. Wow. For an international flight, that's yeah. pretty dang good. Yep. Almost missed our connection in Dallas. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah. Apparently, they have a immigration issue in Texas. Oh, do they? Weird. <laughs> because they're missing a lot of immigration <laughs> agents. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So there were like two people checking passports. Yeah. And a line like in Mexico, in Cancun. Mm. So mm. Does, does Texas have state income tax? I don't think so. They might want to think about doing that. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like they got to fix a few Aren't they things. federal agents, though? Oh, Yeah. Well, maybe they need to, need to subsidize or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually kind of funny because when... So I didn't have to wait in the line because I have global entry. That was super fast, but Sarah yep. did. So when you get off the plane, you walk into the the customs area. And the first thing is foreign, foreign uh, nationals, hmm. U.S. citizens, and global entry. And you walk past foreign nationals almost nobody there yeah 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 there's like six tsa or uh immigration mm-hmm. what, what do they call them I, I don't know what the name is customs agents so yeah. sure customs agents right there uh checking foreign passports you go to the u.s line it's literally at the end like yeah. as far as the line can go yeah yeah like 
it went down the hall. Kind of so, like how Mex Cancun was. It was yeah. not as chaotic because Cancun was like, there's 20 lines. It's Which like, one do you get in? Yeah, it's you all, don't know. Yeah, you just stand somewhere. Yeah, and then it moves, and they all kind of merge. Yeah, and uh, this was like one line that went back and forth, uh-huh. and then went down a long hallway. Jeez. So then there's Global Entry, which is really short. So I get through, and there's there was literally two eight two people there checking Damn. passports, and I looked down at the foreign nationals. There's like four or five people. Oh my God. Like what? Does this make sense? Like, yeah. don't you prioritize us citizens? Cause we pay the taxes <laughs> to get back into our country. What yeah. The Dallas, fuck? what are you doing? It, it made no, I wanted to take a video, but I was afraid I'd get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cause I think you're not supposed to video in that area. Nah, like in yeah. Customs and stuff. Right. Yeah. So. They actually, they, they, in, in like the, when you get an airport badge, they actually tell like, um, there's like a test that you have to take and videos you watch and little quizzes at the end in order to qualify and you need to re qualify every year. Um, every year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, without getting too much into like the test and everything, I won't spoil it for anybody. Also, I'm not, not necessarily supposed to go into specifics of it, but there is, or maybe there isn't, (laughs) (laughs) um, like suggestions that like, if you see any suspicious activity, you should report it. Right. And I, you know, and, uh, recording security protocols may or may not be one of the (laughs) things that constitutes suspicious activity. Yeah. So I definitely would have been, <laughs> been stopped and they would have been like, why are you videoing? Hey, what's going on, bud? Huh? Oh, I just want to expose how Obama closed the border. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Biden's America, everybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they need to uh, rethink some things over there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it could have been... Like, sometimes I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, maybe flights were delayed. There weren't supposed to be that many people and you know, coming in at that time. So they didn't have as many people there working. It just, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to me, but that's what I tried. Because you flew in late, right? Yeah. It was like, it was, it was like seven o'clock. Oh, that's not too late. Yeah. It wasn't that late. Yeah. That's, that's a reasonable hour. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a kick-ass trip. Um, Would you go back? Yeah, I'd go back for sure. Yeah. I would say, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle with the food and stuff. It's uh-huh. like Mexico. You can't drink the water. Oh, right. Right. You said you be careful what, you what can't you brush your teeth your with the water. Gotcha. Everything has to be either filtered or bottled. Mm-hmm. I would say don't even use the filtered water because most of it's like a um, oh, sandstone really? filter. Oh, so, it's, so it's, what were you drinking? I would just bought bottled water. Oh, <laughs> okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the huh. bottled water is like from somewhere else. Yeah, okay, and there's gotcha. a different filtration. You're like, process. where does this come from? These are You're more drinking like Topo Chico yeah. all day, weren't you? <laughs> all right. These are more like natural, uh, natural filters. If you because the <clears throat> your hotels will give you filtered water. Right. It's like okay, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'd yeah. rather buy the water. It sucks because you're you, you know you're using plastic, mm. so you're going through a lot of. You, we one we use would we would buy stuff. like yeah exactly one yeah. use things, but we'd buy like you can buy three liter water bottles and stuff. Oh, so that's that's at least something. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have a water. You can bring a water bottle, reusable water bottle, and then just buy those big things, and fill them up. up. So it's not too bad if you do mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. Um, food wise, really, really, really good food and coffee and stuff. Yeah. But um. 
I'd say like half the people we were with, we were with 15 people, probably half the people had stomach issues. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Nothing bad, nothing real bad. Nothing debilitating. Yeah, yeah. but you know, the typical- Like, like I got the shit. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go now. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, it was like at the very, I was totally fine the whole time. Yeah. And then the last night, I got was getting stomach cramps. Ah, uh, yeah. Something wasn't sitting right. Yeah. yeah. So I had that for like two or three days after. Yeah. You you ate the mystery meat, didn't you? I did not. <laughs> I did not eat any meat. I did not eat any lettuce. Yeah. No like um, uh, open fruits, you know, like strawberries and stuff. Where okay. They have to wash them. Right. You can eat like, uh, you know, mango because <clears> I didn't do it. And was this, was this off the advice of your, of your like guide that you were with? Not the guide, but the people who have gone before. Yeah. Yeah, They were like, Hey, don't do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so in the experience in Peru. Yeah. So we kind of knew Peru, we were really, really risky. We ate ceviche. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Uh Lettuce smoothies, pretty much anything that came from a, like a nicer place. Right. But what I learned is that doesn't matter that much. Right. <laughs> it can yes. still be dirty. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. Is it really like the water, I think? Um, Anything you know, that comes in contact with the water. Yeah. yeah. So like food preparation-wise, if it's cooked, it's cooked. Like it's going to burn yeah, and kill right. most stuff. Yeah. But it's like if it's something that's not, or if it's just that the meat, like a street vendor, yeah, you know, didn't didn't handle the meat very well. Yeah, Even if they cook it, out it can or still something. be. Yeah. yeah, you get like a medium steak yeah so there's still bacteria in it right so don't eat don't eat the don't eat the cart the hot dog carts and and uh in guatemala yeah. <laughs> yeah those nathan hot dogs yeah uh, on the street <laughs> the cobblestone street yeah. um peru or guatemala um yeah good question if you want to do like more trekking peru for That's sure not what i asked would you ask? I said, as Peru or Guatemala. For what? This just... Just that? Just that. <laughs> um, Overall. Hmm. Without getting into the, the nuance of, of each. Yeah. Like, which one would you be more excited to go back to? I guess is more, more so the framing of my question. Damn. I think you got me there. I don't know. Hmm. Um... Maybe maybe Peru because there's there's some other areas of Peru that I want to go back to. Okay. I wouldn't go back to the same place, right? Because okay. I've been there and right. No, it's cool, but yeah, okay. But Guatemala was a more authentic experience. I'd yeah. Say. Uh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So you feel you felt less in the Western world, yeah, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you're still in the Western world, but you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. Uh. Okay. And, um, weird, you, you feel weirdly safe in Guatemala mm. and it's probably a bad thing. I don't know. Cause you, you let your guard down a little bit Yeah, because you would pass places and there'd be a guy standing out the front with a shotgun mm-hmm. and a vest on, mm-hmm. but you went with a group of people yeah, I went more with or less. And, and that's but still, I mean, like I walked, I walked alone at night yeah. on the streets, uh. felt, felt safe. Yeah. Like every home has bars. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you try to walk up, there's like a little four foot guy, Guatemalan guy come up against like basically a six foot American, you know, 
Yeah. Maybe not fuck with that guy. Yeah, but there's gangs, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, true. But I think I think for the most part they're probably not in the in the more tourist areas. Yeah, right. Right. Or or the smaller towns and stuff. I think there's probably specific regions that they are. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Well, you all heard it here, folks. Guatemala, Peru. Miles is a well-traveled man and he's sharing some of his of his experiences here. Going to Texas next. Boom. Texas makes the dream work. Texas is something. It's next to Mexico, and that's where Topo Chico comes from, so that's Boom. all that matters. It's Topo Jason. If they don't have Topo in like every store and restaurant, I'm going to be pissed. They basically do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, catch our audio drama experience. Don't write me off right now. All of season one, uh, our final episode coming soon in a few weeks. And of course, like I said earlier, uh, if you love animated adult TV shows, you should support super dudes right now on Kickstarter, trying to reach their goal. And until next time, adios. Bye.